Hi listeners, it's time to pray. This is Pamela Staten and I'm the host of Pray With Me. Let's get these blessings started. I'm dedicating today's podcast to Naomi. Thank you for your patience and your understanding. (coughs) Let us pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just for today, Lord, I will try to live through this day only and not tackle all my problems at once. Just for today, Lord, I will be happy. And most folks are as happy as they make up their minds to be. Just for today, Lord, I will adjust myself to what is and not try to adjust everything to my own desires. Just for today, Lord, I will try to strengthen my mind. I will read something that requires effort, thought, and concentration. I will read my Bible today, Lord. Just for today, I will exercise my soul. Amen. In Touch Magazine. It's amazing. I actually recommend you subscribe if you get a chance because it's daily passages and I've got a couple to share with you today. They're beautiful. So let us stay in prayer mode and take it all in. Listeners, God promises us precious and magnificent things. They become ours at the moment of our salvation so we'd have everything that we need for life and godliness. They not only remind us of his care and love for us, but they also provide hope and encouragement during difficult times. Sometimes we're short-sighted and we think only of what the Lord can do for us in this life. We may try to claim biblical promises in hopes of getting what we want, but that is not God's purpose. He's working for his glory and our long-term spiritual good, not our temporal desires. Listeners, the Lord wants us to take hold of all the promises that come with salvation and to rely on every resource he provides for our continual growth in faith, our growth in obedience, our growth in godly character and love. The Holy Spirit, our instructor, works powerfully in us to enlarge our trust in God through the scriptures. He also provides the strength necessary for obedience and develops the fruit of patience as we wait for the fulfillment of God's commitments. 
So we promised to read the Bible today. So as you read the Bible, look for all of God's magnificent promises that you can claim as yours. Then count them as true and rest in them. Amen. You can read 2 Peter chapter 1 in its entirety. It talks about the promises of God. Now we want to know how to claim a promise. God is faithful to fulfill his promises, number one. But if you're like most Christians, you've probably felt as if he let you down at some point. Perhaps you found a promise in scripture and believed the Lord would do it, but he hasn't yet. Well, the problem isn't God's faithfulness. More than likely, there's a misunderstanding of his promises. So when evaluating whether a passage applies to you, here are the questions that you should ask. Is it limited or does it pertain to all believers? Is there a condition to the promise? Am I asking for a need or a desire? Certain scriptural promises were given to a particular individual while others were for the whole nation of Israel. And sometimes a promise concerned a specific event or circumstance. But God's word contains many that are intended for all of his followers throughout history. Always check the context. Is there a condition to the promise? If so, then we have to meet that requirement. Otherwise, it won't apply to us. God assures us that he will provide whatever he considers necessary to complete his work in our life. But that doesn't include everything that we want. These guidelines will help us discern which promises are ours. But we should remember that some might be fulfilled only in eternity. And when that's the case, we can look to the saints of the Hebrews as role models. Hebrews chapter 11. They took God at his word, even if they didn't see his promises fulfilled in their lifetime. Read Hebrews chapter 10. And stay right there. I'll be right back with more prayers. And now from trusting God day by day, it says, receive Jesus into your daily life. If we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, then let us go forward walking in line, our conduct controlled by the Spirit. 
Galatians 5.25 We ask people all the time if they have received Jesus without ever really thinking about what it means. If we receive him, listeners, then what do we do with him? We certainly don't put him in a little box marked Sunday morning or go get him out on that day, sing a few songs to him, and then put him back in the box until next Sunday. If we truly receive him, then we have him with us always. It's not pleasing to God for people to leave him out of their daily lives while going through religious formulas to try to get what they need. Don't just go through the motions. Either have a real relationship with God that is alive and meaningful, or face the fact that you don't have one at all and then do whatever is needed to get one. I'm preaching today. Listeners, ask yourself these questions and then you'll discover where you are spiritually. Okay, here we are, day of questions, right? Are you going, sorry, are you growing daily in your knowledge of God and his ways? Okay, answer that. Do you look forward to going to church or is it something that you do out of obligation? Or are you waiting for it to end so that you can finally go eat something? Are you going to church at all? Do you feel close to God? In your life, are you manifesting the fruit of the spirits, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, and self-control. Are you manifesting that in your life? Do you have areas in your life that you have not let God into? self-examination if you're not satisfied with any of your answers to these questions then throw your life entirely open to God and ask the Holy Spirit to get involved in every aspect of it if you will do that in honesty and sincerity God will begin to work in you in a powerful and exciting way. I'm raising my hand. I'm raising my hand. Trust in him, listeners. Don't just go through the motions. Fully commit your life to Christ. Trust him with everything so that he can do a powerful work in you. I love it. Amen.
2 Chronicles 20, the Lord says this to you, Be not afraid or dismayed at this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Okay, I can accept that. They're saying that God wants us to lean entirely on him. And that is what faith really is. It's too complicated to try to stay in his will under our own power. Wow. Which one of us can say we know 100% what we're supposed to do every single day? You can do everything that you know to do to make a right decision. You may be right, but there is a possibility that you could be wrong. How can you know if you're right or wrong? You can't. You have to trust God to keep you in his will. And then he'll straighten out any crooked paths in front of you. And he'll keep you on a narrow path that leads to life. And he will keep you everywhere away from that road that leads to destruction. This is so important, listeners. It's crucial. We may know something about God's will for our life, but we don't know everything. We've learned that we have to stay in rest and peace by leaning on God by praying for his will to be done and then trusting him to keep it. When dealing with God, that is a certain decision that you have to make. Mm, mm, mm. Leaning is a good thing. As long as we are leaning on something or someone that won't cave in when we least expect it. And God is the only choice to lean on. He has a proven record of faithfulness to those who commit their lives to him. So trust in him. Faith in Jesus is leaning your entire personality on him. You have to have absolute trust and confidence in his power, in his wisdom, and in his goodness. One last question. Are you really leaning on him? Do everything in your power to do it, listeners. Do everything in your power to do it. Be right back in just a moment.
Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for yesterday. Thank you, Lord, for leading the way. Thank you for your tender care. Today and tomorrow, we know you'll be there. Thank you, Lord, for every plight. Thank you, Lord, it will turn out right. Thank you, Lord, for today. Thank you, Lord, in every way. Amen. And God's promises for your life. As we come close to the end of October. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 5 says, We have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. Earth's heartaches are healed by the promises of God. When we are home at last, the homesickness will be over. We shall praise the king who knew how to cut eternal doorways in mere holes cut in sod. Joy belongs to all those who understand that earth is but a rehearsal for heaven. On dim evenings, if you squint at sunsets, you can see all the promise. Wow. In our Father's house, there really are many mansions, and one of them is ours. Amen. I've been wanting to get in a mansion. Yes, I have. <laughs> yes, I have. And God's way, day by day. It's talking about contentment and gratitude. Philippians 1, I rejoice. Yes, I will rejoice. The Apostle Paul, no doubt, was sorrowful and discouraged when he learned that the people would preach the gospel with a wrong motive. Even so, Paul refused to wallow in self-pity or engage in an argument. He chose instead to see the big picture the result was that the gospel was being preached. He rejoiced in that. In fact, he made rejoicing a conscious decision. Paul wrote, I rejoice. Yes, I will rejoice. Regardless of how he may have felt personally, he chose to maintain an attitude of contentment and joy. Amen.
commanding your morning. That was my brother calling, by the way. Can you believe it? Ah, oh, I'm up. I'm awake. I'm praying. Everyone knows this. <laughs> okay. Pray with me. Gaze up to heaven. Dear Lord, I declare and decree today that fear has no place in my life. The righteous shall be bold as lions, and he who is in me is greater than he that is in the world. Father, increase my awareness of who I am in you and what your will for my life will be. I know you have already equipped me to do exactly what you have called me to do. I will pursue my destiny without fear because you have called me and you are faithful to complete your work in me. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. And Lord, please know, I take my place in battle. I commit to bear your light as an agent of change in a world of darkness. I decree and declare that there will be no gaps in my defenses. I will stand in the place that I've been called to, in the authority I have been given through Christ, and I pray diligently to release your will in the earth. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. I'm so happy to have you listeners from all around the world listening. What are we at, like 56 countries? Only God can do that. Only God. Whew. Okay, here's God's purpose for our life. Philippians chapter 3, verse 1. Rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. It can be confusing when you face a closed door, sudden tragedy, or loss. This is written by Dr. Charles Stanley, and you know he's amazing. You may wonder, how can any good come out of this? Especially when your circumstances are painful or disheartening. However, often what appears to be an ending is actually a new opportunity that God has for you if you trust Him in it. Yay! Awesome. And this was true when Paul was arrested and imprisoned for doing the very thing that the Lord had called him to do, which was to preach the gospel. Paul could have easily been discouraged and thought, God, why did you allow this to happen to me? I thought you had a plan for my life. But he didn't say those things. Instead, Paul used the time he spent in jail to write Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. God has worked powerfully through Paul's writings to encourage believers throughout history and 
and on and on into the future, at least what is left. So today, listeners, if you're facing losses that you don't understand, realize that God is positioning you for an open door of purpose and blessing. Stay on course. Keep your eyes on him and trust that what he is doing is good. Certainly, he'll use everything in your life for his greater purposes. Pray with me. Lord, I will rejoice in you and trust your good purposes regardless of closed doors. Amen. It has been a delight to pray with you today and I thank you for coming to pray with me. Let's get these blessings started. That's what we do. That's what we do. Dear God, as I begin this day, let me turn my thoughts to you and ask your help in guiding me in everything I say and do. Give me the patience that I need to keep my peace of mind. And with life's cares, I hope, dear God, some happiness to find. Amen. Be happy today, listeners. Come back tomorrow. We'll do it all again. Bye for now.